This is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman. You're watching The Dorkening. Stay tuned. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird! It's a plane! mission to fight injustice, to right that which is wrong, and to serve all mankind. I can't get over this. So the only thing left to say, of course, is the one obvious thing. Excelsior! Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. There's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds coffee is my guilty pleasure. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. The Dorkening and all affiliated shows are not intended for anyone under the age of 18. The following may contain discussions or scenes that have adult situations, graphic violence, nudity, strong sexual content, and graphic language. This show is intended for mature audiences only. Viewer discretion is advised. Hey, hey, happy Tuesday, everybody. Hey. Flash pages. Hey, hey. 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 <laughs> uh, we got an awesome hey. show scheduled for you today. We have a great guest. Uh, the 420 comic is joining us today, and uh, we're going to be talking about some new comic books, some comic book news. Uh, you know, we'll be covering our, our poll list and a bunch of other stuff as well. But without further ado, Jeremy, how's it going? Hey, man, it's friggin' been a great night. The apocalypse of 2022 happened a little while ago here in Westfield, Massachusetts. The lights went out for an hour and a half, and I had an eight year old stress eating. I had a million candles in my house lit up though it was like five in the afternoon and it was bright as day in here but yeah yeah it was pretty crazy we survived we made it uh, now do you live in uh like that paranormal like triangle part of massachusetts uh, i don't know do i what what, what is it it's called i, I live uh, on right? the map on the map that I share with everybody, it says it's where dragons be. So I'm not oh, really sure. Okay. Uh, yes, yeah, the Bridgewater Triangle, I think. Isn't that right, Drew? <laughs> oh, okay, cool. My screen wasn't frozen. I was just listening to this ridiculousness. <laughs> Hi, everyone. I'm glad to be here. My day isn't as bad as Jeremy's. And why is he so sweaty? Um, and um, no AC. Glad to be here. We have a great book can't wait to go into and hello to our guest oh yeah yeah so our our guest uh actually you know what he does so much i'm gonna let him uh, describe himself jeff the 420 comic how's it going sir you do it all it's doing it's doing great I'm here in uh fabulous sunny las vegas <laughs> where it's 111 degrees but fortunately i'm an air-conditioned building sorry sorry to hear about your uh, stuff there jar jar <laughs> oh it's only 80 degrees here i'm fine <laughs> but yeah um i am a consummate nerd man i'm a i'm a heavy metal nerd i'm a comic book nerd uh um i uh it was so fortunate i got to work for stan lee back in 1990 um uh, uh, got my start in animation um at 17 when i uh, first worked on she-ra 
Um, and uh, but went on to work on X Men, Batman, Fantastic Four, The Incredible Hulk, uh, um, Iron Man. Uh, you know, a bunch of nerdy stuff, biker mice from Mars, uh, Street Sharks, um, stuff like that. All all kinds of stuff. Um, and I did that for eighteen years. Worked in uh, animation and and uh, did rock and roll. Uh, my my brother and I had a heavy metal band uh, um, back in the day, thirty years ago, called Night Riot. And oddly enough, a, a Greek record label just decided to make a best of uh, 30 years later. And um, so we have a new uh, CD out called uh, Beware of the Night uh, on uh, um, Arkin Steel Records, uh, which is a surprise to me. But also, uh, besides doing stand-up comedy for 20 years and, and working with uh, just the best in the business, I get to work with Cheech and Chong and Willie Nelson and Ziggy Marley, people like that. But... I make comic books. Me and my brother Yay! just turn out comics like nobody's business. Uh, now, um, I make cannabis-themed comic books, specifically. And um, have you guys uh, noticed a trend that's been going on here in, the, in the, the comic book media? Slowly but surely, everything's falling into my, my uh, realm. Uh, you, I mean, the, we have um, the shows like uh, The Boys uh, and... Um, uh, I forgot uh, that a soldier boy is a huge pothead, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Scarecrow on Titans is addicted to weed, and Robin apparently is his dealer. I mean, uh, they smoke weed on Doom on Doom Patrol. They smoke weed on on um, the Umbrella Academy. So it's just I remember when I started making campus themed comic books in um, 2013. People were like. That's not going to work. I mean, yeah, Jay and Silent Bob, but no one's going to be into superheroes that smoke weed on a regular basis, superheroes and villains. Well, here we are. Our 27th issue just came out this week. So, Hell yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And just want to let everybody know, definitely check the show notes up above or down below, depending on where you're watching or listening to us. I got all the links for Jeff right there. So if you want to go follow him or check out his comics, you can do so. And, you know, uh, marijuana has definitely been, uh, you know, proliferating in into our, our, our world, you know, with more and more states making it legal uh, and a lot of people finding out the, the health benefits from it, you know, and, <laughs> Uh, especially like for for your mental status, you know, like uh, everybody's gone through hell last several years. You're going to find an explosion of, you know, people turning to it for, for help. You know, I, I have some thoughts. First things first. Should we even do the show? Because after his bio, I was like, OK, that's it. We, we what, what can we do? Like, this, you know, <laughs> like I, I was just like, OK, cool. So he did that at 17. Um, yeah. Okay. Here we are at forties, and we're all yeah. like, hmm. all these. I was like, you know what? I I I I feel so small. So <laughs> small. Oh my God, I've lived a lot of lives. I feel like a Philip K. Dick novel. Um, lived several several lives, and you know what's neat is um, I I had the good fortune of being uh, growing up in an animation family. My my aunt was an animator when I was a kid, and she worked for Filmation. So so my brothers and I, my three older brothers, and I would stand there watching the artists draw Fat Albert and and yeah. Tarzan and Star Trek and all this. <laughs> and we were just like, and and two of the four brothers stayed and went, oh my god, I gotta do that. I gotta know how. So my brother Chris at seventeen dropped out of high school, started working on Fat Albert. He worked for Ralph Bakshi on Fire and Ice. And so when I was 17, they said, hey, stop staring. You're going to do some stuff here. And I and 
and then I, I, you know, my goal was to work for Stan Lee and I got to, and it was, uh, it was really cool, but I really loved, um, animation and in general, and just, I pinched myself that I did this, but I did a very specific thing. I directed mouth movements for 18 years. It was called uh, lip assignment. And it's a, uh, it was fun when they would call me in to save a show like fantastic four season two, they said, season one looks like shit, please come in and save it. And I'm like, Fantastic Four is my favorite team, and I get to work with Chuck McCann. Okay, yeah, oh, I'll do it. Cool. Well, you, you don't think about it, but like I remember as a kid watching certain cartoons and like, hey, their mouths aren't aren't matching what they're saying. You know, it's, it's uh, you know, you, you easily pick up on stuff like that, right? Oh, yeah. And it and it became something that like it, it, I, I really wanted to be an expert at it. My brother Eric was also a lip assignment guy. He got Emmys. He worked on Muppet Babies and The Tick and and Gargoyles and stuff. But but um, I I worked on so many great shows. I uh, to I worked on Liberty's Kids and and uh, Sherlock Holmes in the twenty second century. Shows I really think were just awesome. Yes. Yeah. The good weird shows. The good weird shows. Mutant League. <laughs> oh, that was cool stuff. That was so bizarre to watch. Super duper sumos. I worked and, on some and, really weird shows, you know. <laughs> but Biker Mice and, from Mars. And the, I think Biker Mice from Mars should have been a movie. Totally. But and now, Leo, the one thing I wanted to add to your conversation or your lovely commentary about you know how marijuana is being so much more a widespread, or as our fifties people would call it, the devil's lettuce. Um, <laughs> back in the day, um, I like science. I am finding. <laughs> Yes, I, I'm aware you do. I've done this show with you enough. You very much like a lot of salad. You might want to do less salad. Um, but the thing I am about right now is I'm fine with us, you know, token up, chilling, everything. I am tired of going into places and I smell bad weed. That's oh, my yeah. thing. That's like that's my thing. You walk in and you're like, oh my god, like another like reason. You, like I, I, I was walking through Times Square. And I was like, my God, I'm like, oh. I have the opposite of a contact high. I'm like, I'm just Headache. irritated right now because I'm just, <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Jeez, New York I, smells worse. Yeah, I'm on the West so, Coast. It'd be, be hard pressed for me to find bad smelling weed. <laughs> I've actually pretty, gone out. I grow, so I've gone out of my way now to find, yeah. like, I still haven't found any just like old school Mexican dirt. Because, yep. like, dude, you put a little patience to any plant, it, it's... Yeah, I mean, it makes you think, like, like, how is this so abused? Like, like For they real? just gave us crap, you know? You'd pull out hairs and, like, you know, like, you know, maybe a chicken bone. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> would taste like soap. It was like, right. what the hell we happened? Just, we were oh, like, yeah, dude. <laughs> Kids today don't is, even know the struggle. The neat hey, thing Leo, is, can we just sit and watch these two talk? Like, I think this is pretty entertaining right now. <laughs> We, no. uh, we oh, just, Velvet, I miss you, man. Hope you get. Uh, he's having a he, on the comments. You didn't put it through, Leo. He said, oh, "Have a yeah, great he show." You oh, it. you did. You oh, I totally missed it. Yeah, well, yeah, you talk. I'm sorry. You were talking to your new pop sensei. So you know, you guys are gonna exchange Teach info. Yeah, well, this is like uh, it's like Revenge of the Nerds two with James Wong. You know, <laughs> you know, you know. He's like he's teaching them how to do a better loogie. <laughs> Yeah. You know, James, but... James Wong's greatest role it's a movie called Too Much Sun he plays Frank Della Rocca he plays, he plays Ralph Macchio's father he, it's, 
<laughs> and Ralph Macchio and Robert Downey Juniors are are buddies in this. It's uh, but that's a oh, that's interesting. That's a great a game movie at the time. It's called the Too Much Sun. But you know what's neat is these comic books. Like here's my one for Boston. It's called Puff the Parrot, and uh, it's based in Boston. And it, so it's uh, it's getting a lot of play there in, in New England. And uh, this is uh, Jaw Healing. This yeah. is a, a, a California based one. This is Higher Education. It's based in Virginia. And my latest, uh, The Legend of Mean Green, number three, the gold issue, is our 27th issue. We've put out five comic books this year. So yeah, we're, we're just pumping them out. And and I couldn't do this without my brother Dagwood. He he uh, he does amazing colors. We do these graphics together. And uh, the neat thing is um, about it is we go old school with the newsprint. I mean, you don't see oh, nice. too much more with the newsprint. And we so I, I searched all across the country to make sure I got... You know, so that means we can stick silly putty to it and the ink yeah. will come off. That's awesome. And even and even Kevin Smith uh, didn't think oh, nice. in Silent Bob stuff to put cannabis themed advertising, which I do. I have cannabis themed advertising and it some of it is really clever. Like this guy right here, I mean it looks like an old school comic book. Yeah. <laughs> but it's all themed. So oh, that's awesome. I'm really enjoying. I I was on a TV show called uh, the Marijuana Show, which is the Shark Tank for Stoners. Uh, they were on Amazon Prime uh, in fourth. They had I think five seasons. I was the season one winner, and I won with comic books. They, they like Sweet. you know everyone else was trying to sell grow solutions or or seeds and stuff, and I was like I'm going to make comic books for stoners, and they were like that's just crazy, and I won. So um, I've been you know really pushing this medium and now to see like i said to see soldier boy smoking a doobie <laughs> in the in the uh, episode of the boys spoiler alert if you haven't seen it it's just oh no it's I, awesome oh i'm telling you like well, uh, a not... quarter of stranger things was two of the characters this pizza hut fucking guy pizza surfer pizza guy just like hey man <laughs> it was yeah. great well soldier yeah, boy uh didn't they make a comment like uh like why do you have to give them like two pounds of of uh was, was there a con there was a comment like the amount that they gave him was insane like, like yeah. he just like weed more than snoop dog ever could like and and what's great is <laughs> i i love that episode of um of titans when robin has literally is scoring weed at the behest of uh of commissioner barbara gordon to get the scarecrow weed and so that means is there a dispensary in gotham <laughs> it's gotta be <laughs> I think they even did. I think they even had it in uh, Resident Alien. And you, you, oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Listen, you know Commissioner Gordon definitely had something a little bit more intense in his pipe, dealing with oh, Batman right. and all the Gotham shenanigans. Right. He was like, all right, fuck this. Okay, I cool. think Batman's real. Commissioner Gordon's just smoking some really good weed. <laughs> <laughs> just sitting up there on top of a fucking building, like, yeah. oh, the Joker. No. My superhero characters, the villains and the superheroes, the one thing they have in common is they all smoke weed pretty much. <laughs> but but it's uh, it's it, like these shows, it's just part of their lifestyle, not yeah. like their full focus. It's a, it's not like it's not like they would uh, grab their bong over getting into a fist fight. They they're going to get into a fight first. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we get to touch on some conspiracy theory stuff in this in this issue. We we have a lot of fun and um I'm just trying to make uh, entertaining air for for the cannabis world and, and the comic book world, and uh, 
Uh, we're really hoping our our Big Lebowski comic book uh, series, The Achievers, we're, we really want that to be a um, animated series. So we're working on that right now. Oh, that'd be cool. It, is it actually following yeah. the Big Lebowski characters? It it does. It's a it's um. I can uh, grab it for you real quick. Check this out, guys. It is a. You know, it really tied the room together, Jeremy. Yeah, my buddy Jeff Dowd, who is the real dude who Jeff Bridges portrays in the movie, yeah. he's given me some insight to the real the real dude. <laughs> so this is black and white. It's set in the apocalypse of, of wow. Los Angeles in 2033. And uh, so the neat thing is uh, what it does is it, is it touches upon a lot of uh, Jeff Bridges' characters. And I mean, just right here, Hanging uh, out with Aquaman. <laughs> Aquaman. We've got Captain Ron. We've got Lance from Pulp Fiction. We've got Moon Dog from Beat the Beach Bum, and we've got Prescott from uh, King Kong. So, I will take Jeff Bridges' characters and other characters from films, and I will just put them right in my comic book. That's and, uh, awesome. Yeah. So this is a huge love letter to Jeff Bridges. I mean, um, and I do. The, the Achievers are our brother Seamus. Uh, uh, Special Lady, the Bear, and uh, Nice Marmot. So that's it's all Lebowski lore. <laughs> I'm a dude's priest, so <laughs> I'm really into the big Lebowski. Oh yeah, very cool. So, so what goes into uh, making your own comic? Well, uh, it's I'm glad you asked. Um, what I do is, uh, um, at this point, I'm working with clients that have a dream of taking their either their likeness or their their maybe their business uh in the case of puff the parrot uh this is the logo uh, puff the parrot was the, uh um this guy cool guy candy's logo and he decided he wanted a comic book about it so what i do is i work with the client conceive some cool ideas we we we're working with a specific audience so i try not to go over their heads I, it's try to i try to keep it fun and you know comical uh with some action with some bing bang booms in there and uh but nothing you know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say i can compete with um uh marvel or or dc or dark horse in the in the kind of the the serious style they do i definitely do a more cartoony style and um the fact that i was raised on filmation and hanna barbera and i got to work for hanna barbera like that's how my that's how my my characters definitely look they look like cartoon characters from <laughs> saturday morning and that's that's just fine with me so um and then um my i will sketch them my brother uh then will um he's my colorist and graphic artist he'll he'll uh he'll also do the lettering on the words that I write. So I, I do the illustration, writing, and the um, the conception. And my brother helps bring it to life in a way that I couldn't. And uh, he's so great with the layout and all that technical stuff. I don't know. I'm just an artist. and But I'm having a blast writing stories, writing really fun scenarios and stories. And they're not they're not just fluff pieces. They're actually, if I may say so, pretty cool. Like, for example, in this episode of uh, The Legend of Mean Green, the turp market in Los Angeles, which is a which is a farmer's market for cannabis, is invaded by three guys from the future who they happen to... farmer's market for cannabis? They do in Los Angeles. You guys suck. And yeah. <laughs> Massachusetts, or Massachusetts sucks. <laughs> So what's happening is uh, these guys from the future, they, they come in and invade the turp market, and uh, they're called Triple Threat. 
and uh, nice. and they consist of uh, they consist of uh, triple beam, blunt force, and microdose. So you know <laughs> we have fun with all this stuff with kind of drug references and all that. And um, uh, yeah, I, I think we've really latched into an audience. My comics are available from coast to coast, and uh, uh, we've got it. We're in 22 states and about nice. 42 stores right now. And um, uh, I think it's only a matter of time before somebody sees this on a bigger scale, and and we have some, you know, opportunities. I could definitely see like a cool Netflix cartoon or something like that. That's what I'm. I would love Hulu to talk to us. Uh, that would be great. I mean, they're always doing like like they have some weird shows on there, like the cartoon wise. So like, yeah. I well, could definitely. <laughs> Well, you know, what's great is if we've noticed, guys, is, um, you know, we all love, uh, you know, the, the core DC and Marvel universes, which they really haven't even tapped into to our no. status. But um, it's it's now great to see these real indie characters start to get a chance, like Invincible and some of these yeah. shows. So that gives me a lot of hope. That gives me like I could see, you know, uh, Legend of Mean Green or Higher Education, um, uh, Higher Powers, as they're called. Uh, as an animated series and maybe maybe um, we have over 200 characters in our universe now since we've been around since 2013 so uh, I mean we have enough to make our own kind of larger show with a larger universe so um, and one of the things too by being a voice um, uh, guy that worked it with um, a lot of a lot of amazing talent I mean I worked with the best voiceover actors and celebrities uh just by by happenstance um uh, i'm gonna tap into that when i make my animated series and so you will hear you'll hear some real celebrities and go wow how'd you get that guy (laughs) or that woman you know so that's awesome yeah i used to teach sunday school here's an interesting note i used to teach sunday school back in 1993 i was uh i used to teach sunday school i had long hair i looked just like this i had a beard and i wore iron maiden shirts and i taught sunday school the guy who taught with me every Sunday for three years. Must have been the coolest that church ever. Moment. That's right. The voice of the tick. Every Sunday, he was next to me. And no uh, he's off below uh, from the original Turtles. But I got to work with Townsend Coleman every Sunday. And he would just go, what are we doing this Sunday? So I, I just made like a Saturday Night Live for kids every Sunday. <laughs> Dude, that's free. <laughs> yeah. So I'm still that's friends great. with him recently. And, that, you know. To be friends with the Tick is pretty awesome. <laughs> My Sunday school sucked. Oh, come on. The Tick was amazing. That's, um, oh, I was going to say, Leo, we keep this up. We know oh, we're going to end up in, in one of his books. I'm like, wow, that's pretty meta. That's, that's us. You I know. like that. And, I, I, you know, I ended up in Tim Jones's little cartoon. I like that. Uh, did you? Or yeah, I, yeah. I keep I keep thinking what like eventually he's gonna do that idea I jokingly said. That oh, one he time. probably will. Oh, I, I'm I'm fairly certain when we re meet him, we were like, "Hi, do you remember us?" And we're just gonna be like, "And it was like, oh, you three." I'm like, "Yep." <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, that's kind of how I imagine when we re meet anyone we've interviewed, like Joe St. Pierre. He's like, "These guys." I'm like, "This guy." You know, <laughs> '90s. You know, well, listen. But on top of it, um, Jeremy, I'm I'm still, I still really want to sample some of your work. But I, I oh, really dude, have uh, to. Like, are you doing Terrificon? I'm gonna hold on, hold on, Leo. Am I doing Terrificon? Uh, it's up to you if you're coming down or not. Oh my God, I, what, everybody's sampling my yes, work. Yes, Terrificon. Oh my God, I went the wrong yes, direction. I probably, I pro- probably won't. Got to go to Terrificon. They turned you know me down. 
what? You know what? I have my bar over ah. here. I'm, I'm going to drink this and fill this with something stronger because I can't handle all of you. You did <laughs> a bunch up here. And this guy, not this, god damn it, this guy. See, I, I changed. Oh, sh it still is mirrored. Yeah. I, yeah, Drew is doing Trificon. He's going to be uh, doing one of the days I, as Deadpool. I don't know how much flour I'll have with me, but I'll definitely have uh, brownies for everybody. Yeah, so, see, so, so basically what, what, what that is, is I took a Winnie the Pooh and I just put a oh, Deadpool yeah. mask on it. So I'm Deadpool. I like and it. it's a great mask. What happened? Thank you. Yeah, it, it was a comic. And no, and, and nobody was doing it because everything was like, oh, you know, it's a movie. It's more popular. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to do this. And I did it. And everyone's like, you're a genius. I'm like, it's been a book the whole time. None of you read. I don't know what to tell And I, I just walk around and I troll everybody. And because I'm a yeah. mixed character, I get to interact with everyone. Right. So I think my favorite was I, I went to a Thanos and I said, can I borrow that? I'm trying to get on King Mahart's four. So I feel like this is my league. This is to the big leagues. You know, look for <laughs> me. Infinity won't let this. And he was like, nah. I'm like, listen, I'll bring it back. You'll get at least three of them back. I can assure you of that. Um, awesome. Um, you know, but it, it's, yeah. And I just troll everybody. Like, I always yeah. greet superheroes by their real name. Just, but no, well, it's I, fun. I got to give a shout out to the guys that got me on here. The, the uh, talking with the dead dudes. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Jeff uh, and uh, uh, Ben. Those guys are great, man. And, and um, uh, I, yeah, so, you know, if you notice. I was actually going to ask if you guys were going to do a crossover. <laughs> I've talked about that with them. That would be neat. And and the neat thing is, is we we've we've crossed over advertising in each other's stuff, which I kind of perpetuated. It would and, be kind of cool if his like their characters came into your book as oh, drawn so by you too. Like it would be right. like their art style change, and then vice versa. Some of your characters go into their book as and drawn in that style. Oh, I would. I think it would be really neat. And I and I'm I'm into what they're doing. And and um, what. To me, uh, I say the more the marijuana, -er, you know, the more, yeah. the more, the more the cannabis themed comic book uh, companies or, or artists out there, the better, because there's probably like 30 right now that are making so, none. I, I dare say none um, at the pace that we are. I mean, we're coming out with them faster than most companies, but um, uh, I think it's great. And um, I think this will lead to some kind of cannabis uh, uh, comic book cons in the future, you know, crossover cons, which, you know, I think. Oh, even image last I'm month sorry, or what, the month what's, what's your crossovers? What's your crossover's name? Crisis on Infinite uh, uh, Pot Farms? <laughs> you know, on Infinite Crisis. <laughs> You know, I actually like that. For, you know what? I forgot already. Writing that down. <laughs> yeah, you know, you, know, you just, just, just make all the puns. You know, yeah. You know, civil pothead, uh, uh, fear ganja. Um, you know, uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. And again, yeah, I, I can't give any more jokes. There you go, the dark bud. It's been a challenge to come up with over 200 characters that are cannabis themed, which I have. <laughs> I can imagine. They, you know. Oh my god! Could you imagine like a, a weed version of uh, Scarecrow? Yeah, <laughs> just made out. Well, of... the funny thing is, is you know, Scarecrow's halfway there. He just you know, but yeah. the, the Floronic Man is partially made of hemp and cannabis. I don't know if you know that that character, oh. Floronic Man, is made of cannabis. Don't they have a cocaine I'm just uh, saying, character too? They just did. You just invite prom thing to a party, let him do his thing, boom, done. Everyone has a good time. Right. Yeah. What, right. What, what's the guy's name up in Massachusetts? Is, is that Pot Squatch? 
Uh, I'm sorry, what? The, cool? the guy that I'm working with out of Massachusetts is uh, a, a cool guy. <laughs> no, no, no. There, there, there's this guy whenever there's like a, a uh, blizzard. Oh, oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah he, he, he dresses up and he goes in up, like this total stuff. weed outfit and like yeah. attacks the oh. news reporters. Next time we do something like this, can you let me know in advance so I can get some edibles? Because I feel like I'm not on the same wavelength here, yeah. and I feel like I need to expand and also mellow out at the same time. Jeff, so, do you can partake you, in you know, growing? Pardon me? Do you do any growing? I mean, with I the don't. Las Vegas sun, I can imagine it must be beautiful. I don't have a green thumb. Uh, I leave ah. it to the experts. I have so many friends that are cannabis cup winners, you know? Uh, yeah, I, I, I you're just, lucky. <laughs> I'm just not that. So what, what I do is I'm like the cannabis court jester. I do... Uh, I do comedy and and uh, uh, um, sketches. And shower you with weed. Yeah, and so like That's I'll be great. at Quick, uh, October eighth. I, I where's that? A lot of hip hop artists. That's in Adelanto, California. Um, what was the name of the place again? It, it's the event's called Kushstock. Ooh, and it's a big cannabis event. I'm I'm the only comedian that performs in it uh, generally, and uh, I perform with Bone Thugs and Harmony and uh, Hell yeah. oh my god, Too Short. Nice. Uh, uh, who else? Uh, exhibit just recently yeah i mean we do i was not expecting this tall class of milk to drop exhibit too short and like yeah. what bone All thugs and harmony you, you wouldn't believe in harmoniums Top, uh, wow credentials. dude i've worked with i've worked with afro man red man uh little flip uh Devin dude i've worked with the alcoholics i've worked with epmd i've worked with uh damn jeff uh, Oh my God, I've worked with all these famous, but see, I'm not a huge, I'm an Iron Maiden head. So. Yeah, yeah, I was like, I'm like, hold on. Yeah. Right there. I, I think <laughs> it's you see, Jeremy, that. you too yeah. can get there. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I just You can, like, you really can, so. yeah. There I, he is. It's Pot Squatch. Yeah. <laughs> I got to meet What the <laughs> hell? <laughs> yeah, it's oh, up in uh, No, it's not me. <laughs> this dude's going in my comic I, book for sure. Pot Squatch? <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm okay, already hold on. Hold on. Time out. Time out. Time out. Time out. Time out. Hold on. Wait a second. What earth is this? Okay. Because I'm, I'm six one six. Twenty. Okay. No, I, I know it's a six one six. I'm, I'm asking you what, what, what doorway, Doctor Strange style, did we just open up to see? That was awesome. I'm sorry, because that literally looked like a hemp swamp thing. Yeah. Right there. Look, that's like, cool. That. Yeah, like we we have a character like that in our universe. His name is Trim, and he is a he's <laughs> he's a bunch of trim put to life. He was he was radioactive. Uh, Somebody uh, was throwing away their trim. Those yeah. stupid amateurs. And it you know, with the guy that was trimming it, and he turned into a basically oh, that's a oxygen. <laughs> and that's from our very first issue back in 2013. <laughs> From Super Stoners, number one. <laughs> I was actually going to say Image put out a, a uh, all pot comic a, a few months ago. Uh, Brian Posen wrote it. Uh, oh, uh, Posen? Yeah. yeah, Posen. I say it wrong all the time. I, I, I hung it, with it, him it, for it. a few seconds at Terrificon. Oh, nice. Yeah, Brian Posen. Brian Posen is such an I, I've done comedy with him. I've smoked weed with him. Um, this is a true story. My brother and I were in Denver. I had just done a show at another comedy club. And my brother and I are walking in downtown Denver. 
and there is a um, a diner and there's this little area where people are waiting, you know, the seating area to be uh, uh, to be seated. And I see a bald guy just from behind um, in the window. And I said to my brother, wait a second. I know who this is. It's Brian Posehn. <laughs> and, oh, no and I way. read Brian Posehn from behind bald. And Dude. I turn around like, hey, what's up, man? <laughs> Dude, that was the exact same thing that happened to me at Trificon. I saw the guy walk by. And he wasn't yeah. even supposed to be there. He was there as just a regular commoner as us. And I saw him walk by. I'm like, just the back of his head. I was like, that's, that's it. Yeah. Brian Posehn. I ran up to him. I'm like, dude, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, hey, man, hey. about to go outside. You want to come along? I'm like, all right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, if Brian Posehn says that to you, the answer is, uh, yes. Yeah. Yes, that's right. <laughs> I was like, all right. Got him to sign this shirt that I was uh, doing for charity and stuff. It was pretty cool. Awesome. Yeah. I, I Funny enough, I met him at Terrificon, and I had, like, all of the Deadpool that he had written with uh, Jerry Dugan. And he, he was like, I was like, wow, this is really cool. You got, like, the whole book. And I'm just like, <laughs> and I'm just like, yes, I'm, I'm a big fan. Of really, yeah. Well, you know, if you see a lot of what he does, you know, you can kind of get, like, the tone and the way that he says things. It's It's really easy. Um, well, Jeremy, I got to keep up. You made this thing like every time we do a show, I do a different voice that I didn't know I could and it do. It works for me. I love and I just, it. You know, I just blow you away. Like, what was it? I did the the March. Was it? Oh, the March. Yeah, March Simpson last. Yeah, week. I did March, and me. you were just like, "Where the hell did this come from?" You, you were like, you were like "I'm telling you, I love voices. I think people that can do voices, like I can oh. only do a couple really good, but people who have that ability, I think that is well, such a cool talent. That, that's what my job." Is. You know, I'm known for doing ice. Oh, yeah. No, I did ice, ice and cocoa, and he didn't even kill me, man. That's <laughs> no, I, I'm known for doing. Look, I'm known for doing voices. I do. Oh, I Ozzy. Oh, yeah. Look, I have a new album out, you guys, but I don't want to tour for it. I want to retire. Please let me go. Let me get my work. Sharon! <laughs> Very nice. I used to do Gilbert Godfrey, but he oh, died. There we go. Now I don't know what to do. Should I do him or not do him? I don't know. Oh, I used to love when he would oh, go no on way. Stern. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, awesome. I, I do about fifteen celebrity impressions in my in my like headlining act when I do my headlining act. I do celebrity impressions, and uh, um, it's fun. I used to do I used to do celebrity impressions on the radio, and people didn't know I would be Gary Busey. And the thing is, I'd be on that radio, and people would think that this is actually Gary Busey. Look, that is yeah, fucking Gary, hilarious. You're a multi-dimensional yeah, planetary spirit being. Is what you your star? That was shockingly good. It was like yeah. honestly watching. I was like, wow, it's like watching Point Break, but without Keanu. Yeah, um, yeah. You, you are an FBI agent. <laughs> yeah, he, he, you're John. He's the one. Um, he's the one who taught me about what it means to really eat a gigantic sandwich while on a steakhouse. Yeah, this is so weird. I did Gary Busey on the radio for like six years like uh on fraser smith's show in los angeles and i would do it on his podcast i would do it and we would we would just call in and i would pretend i'm this friend of fraser's and it's gary Busey. well 
we pulled a mandala effect and I contacted Gary Busey and I said, would you please come on the show like you always do? Because he's never actually been on the show. And it was always me. And he said, you send me a car out to Malibu and I will be there. We sent a car. He came on the show. He was on for two segments. And in between one of the commercials, he turned to Fraser Smith and said, you know, Jeffrey Peterson does the best Gary Busey in the business. <laughs> nope. <laughs> And it, we thought we were fooling him. He was so smart. So that I give, is so good. I know that's all an act on him. Like, yeah, I, it can't oh, be. Yeah, he's that really man is a genius. I know it. The the other character I've gotten to become chummy with, who's hilarious to me, is my buddy Sam J. Jones. How's it going, buddy? The Flash. Have you guys met the Flash? Yet? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got his autograph actually right above me. Yeah. You, know great? you know what I learned about the Flash? It's weird. That's not his voice in the whole movie. The entire movie is dubbed. That is not his voice one time. Really? Yeah. Dino De, there's a documentary about it. Dino De Laurentiis got pissed at him and said, "Oh, you want to argue with me? Guess what? I'll replace your voice and replace this voice." Jeez. Oh, so that's when he goes, "Flash Gordon, quarterback." That's not him. So. <laughs> So Sam J. Jones, man, I met him and I go, dude, you're so great. And Ted, I go, I'm going to go smoke some weed. You want to go smoke some weed? He goes, he goes, no can do, brother. I used to have a pretty bad weed addiction back in the 80s. I was smoking eight bongs a day. <laughs> I said, I smoke eight bongs a day. Yeah, that's this morning, man. <laughs> he was hilarious, though. He's cool. Every time I see uh, Sam that J. Jones. That is pretty funny. Yeah. He get he comes out to a few of the cons out here uh, often. Yeah, it's it's great. These cons are awesome because as time goes by, celebrities are becoming more and more needy, and they have to bow down to the cons. Oh you're yeah, seeing like, <laughs> and you're seeing these celebrities like real, you know, famous actors now are like at, at you know at cons where you could come up and talk to them. It's bizarre, you know. At I, I think that's the funniest thing. And then you have like the two kinds, the people who are like, oh yeah, you know, times are hard. I'll make sure my prices are affordable, but I still make a little. Oh, and then you have the people right. like, oh yeah, it's going to be this much to meet me. And I'm just like, literally two minutes. I'm paying right $500 for three minutes. Are you out of your fucking mind? Right. Dude, that's why I never did the Stanley experience. I wanted to, but like, yeah. dude, I like, well, and you just get pushed through this line. I was just like, that's not worth it to me. Yeah, I would want to sit down and for a second be like, hey, man, how's it going? Like, added to so much of my childhood. Jeremy, it gets weird because, like, I was on uh, and Jess Harnell, you know, the voice from the you know, Animaniacs yeah. and all these. Oh, stuff. yeah, Jess yeah, is such wow. a cool, you know, rock star dude, right. And I'm, I, I, like I said, I know a lot of voice yeah. actors. So I see him and his girlfriend. I go, Jess, what's up, dude? And I just say hi to him. And one of the handlers from the convention go, I'm sorry, we can't have you talking to him. We can't have you. He's got to be behind a boot. <laughs> I'm like, we know each other, dude. <laughs> They're like, yeah, but still, it's not really. <laughs> so it gets yeah. weird. It, yeah. Some of the handlers can be real dicks. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, but well, you know what's is, what's even terrible is it, like you know, but probably for good reason. Well, for a good reason. But then you know there are some actors that that you meet. What I hate is you know somebody that you really enjoyed and it turns out they're a dick as well. You know. Oh yeah, that's yeah. heartbreaking. It really is. I, uh, Leo, Leo, did some, did somebody hurt you? Yes. <laughs> Who was it? Oh my yeah. God! He he, he turned. Robert England. No, I've been a fan of this 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 actor since the eighties. 
Uh, I'm not okay. going to say it is. Just, uh, no, no, no. no hey, no. Angela. You know, I'm not going to say who it is. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I, I, I was getting his uh, his autograph, but I, I paid. Uh, I had my we had a, a photographer, um, you know, in line. Okay. He was going to take his picture. I was going to pay for the picture. And uh, yeah, he ended up being uh, just like a dick. He, uh, you know, he got upset with like that. The photographer was even in line. And I'm like, we're we're gonna pay for a picture, you know. It, it's you know, but yeah. Who is that? I, I'm 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 not gonna say who it is, but it's uh is is yeah. Uh, we don't get away with that yet, Jeff. We have to wait. <laughs> we're not on your level. Leo is a professional. He'll never kiss and tell. We gotta get him drunk first. My yeah. heart, my heart was broken when I met Susan Day from the Partridge family in L.A. long years ago, and I and I tried to say hi to her, and I told her I'm a big fan, and she just like berated me for for bothering her. <laughs> and oh, I was like, no. hey, wow. you know, that's devastating. Yeah. You know? That is. I tried to get a I tried to get a selfie yeah. with D Twisted Sister, and he was like, I'm too busy. My wife's calling me, and I'm like, no. Uh the bassist from uh, Megadeth gave me shit because I said to him, I used to love your music. And I, yeah. cause you know, you fuck up when you're talking you're just like, yeah. yeah, man, I used to love you. And he was like, Oh man, we we still put out music. You don't need to talk to me. And he walked away. I was like, Oh, oh shit. <laughs> My bad. He's for sexual harassment. So you, you, you're better uh, than him. <laughs> good. Good. <laughs> uh, no, I, I think, what it is is when you meet somebody at a con and again it's it's exactly what you want and I'm, i've met a few celebrities like that but i've never been disappointed with a voice actor anytime yeah. i oh, met yeah. any voice actor i met all the animaniacs um the dude that uh, did robin in the uh, jim cummings um but the yeah. one that hands down has always been my favorite is maurice lamarche hands oh down, yeah he's a great one guy. of the great smart guy too because he was a stand-up comedian for years and he's just like mm -hmm. he really knows the public he and rob paulson are both geniuses at this you know and i know i know all these guys and they're all like they, how they comport themselves is very important and and uh it's uh it, it, they they don't you know it's taken years for them to realize just how important their contribution is to our experience it's like it's huge <laughs> Yeah, when I met Maurice the first time, he was telling a story. He was at Kineticon, I think it was 2014, 2013. And he was doing a panel with, with Rob, because, you know, and whatnot. And um, I will say this, guys, you haven't lived till you've heard Pinky and the Brain read Green Eggs and Ham. <laughs> letting you know, that was a trip. Um, but he was saying that one of the best compliments that he gets from people is people saying thank you for my childhood and and um because you know and, and he's his is responsible thank you for my middle age you know hmm. um yeah <laughs> you know but but he's <laughs> so great and it's and it's amazing uh, and jeff i'm sure again you you just did it with your impressions hell i could do it my own it's amazing they can just slip right into the voices like yeah. i remember i was talking to him and i was saying how much of a, a ghostbusters fan i am and he was egon in the real ghostbusters and he'll just go straight into the voice yeah. like like yeah. It, was, it was nothing like it's just like you know like uh like it's uh, one like, of his like, personalities it's one of the yeah. personalities because yeah. i would when i worked with townsend coleman i would just talk to him like i was you know arthur or something like that <laughs> because i'm working with the tick and and um, it's uh, it is really amazing to like what when I got to work with Chuck McCann from uh, 
the Fantastic Four, he was the ultimate thing. He's, nobody's ever sounded like the thing as much as he did. He was perfect. He sounded just like him. And he was also the voice of Sonny for Cocoa Puffs for all those years. So <laughs> when I met him, I was like, oh, my God, dude, you're Sonny from Cocoa Puffs. <laughs> Oh, I'm telling you, one of my favorite interviews ever was Larry Kenny. I wasn't even doing the interview. I was behind the camera, but I just closed my eyes and it was like Lion-O was sitting there talking to me in my headset. I, I was sitting there back. I was 12 years old, sitting there 6 a.m. on a Saturday morning, just like, oh, my God, this is great. Yeah. So, but yeah. the journey, not too much has changed. It's just now. I know. I know. It's now no, nine not 12. <laughs> no, no, now it's 9 a.m. Exactly. And I'm not 12. <laughs> you know, and the cereal is still the same. Yes, um, yes, the cereal is. I just uh, want to add real bigger. quick. Um, I had the chance. I, I only had like five minutes with them, but interviewed uh, Peter Cullen and Frank Welker. Oh, hell yeah. mm. Okay, I met Frank Welker at Rhode Island, and I, I made the mistake of bringing my proton pack to sign because I had Maurice sign it. And if you're a real Ghostbusters fan, Frank Welker, he was right. He did Ray, he did Slimer, he did a lot of the villains. If you know your voice animation, you can always hear their voices. Um, and I met him and, and I had him sign it. He signed it as Slimer and he, you know, one whole thing. And I had my photo with him. And I just keep thinking the whole time, I was like, my God, his voice is basically Fred from Scooby-Doo. <laughs> the whole time he's just talking and I'm just like, all right, gang, we're going to split up now. <laughs> let's, just, let's, just, let's just play the music. So as Stewie Griffin would. You know, the cool thing, the cool thing for me was when I worked on these cartoons, I would get tape, the audio tape before the director would get it. So oh, I would put, awesome. I'd put in the dialogue. Right. And and. You know, like say when I worked on uh, Gadget Boy, I'm like, oh my God, I'm working with Don Adams. This is, <laughs> this is Tennessee Tuxedo. I mean, this oh, is yeah. unbelievable. You know, so, so when I got to work with some of these famous people, it was just it, it was, it's just really neat because um, especially like um, a show like Liberty's Kids. I mean, there was so many. Walter Cronkite was the voice of uh, of Benjamin Franklin. And then they would have Ben Stiller and, and Billy Crystal and Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone and Liam Neeson. They were all on that show. And it was like, I'm like, oh, my God, there's Liam Neeson. That's that's him. <laughs> and that's when they, they had come in studio. Washington, and then they took them away. It was kind of interesting. <laughs> but but um, but but yeah, I got to I mean, it was and I worked on another show called um uh, happily ever after and i mean that was like you know uh, chris rock and like denzel washington and like i just couldn't believe the people that they don't know i've worked with them but and the coolest the coolest guy that got blown away with what i do directing mouth movements was mark hamill because <laughs> i used to i worked on season one of batman and plus i've worked on at least three other shows that were mark hamill was uh in the hulk and fantastic four he was like blown away he's like honey this guy directs my mouth when I talk. <laughs> you got to meet this guy. Tell me what you do again. <laughs> Mike, I mean, I have a I have a very short bucket list of people that I I, I want to meet before I die. This, yeah. And and Mark has always been up there, not just because Luke Skywalker, but also yeah, yeah. because, I mean, come on, his voiceover yeah. work is his voiceover work is just. I love I love. The, Nice Flash series and him as the trickster, he was so oh, great. Yeah. And um, 
the, and then they brought him about, back. The neat thing about the way I met him, I met him at the Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back rap party. Oh, so nice. I, so if it wasn't for my buddy that worked on that movie, you know, I got to I got to go and and uh, under those circumstances, it was especially cool because I nerded out with Kevin Smith for about. 25 minutes just talking comics. I, I I would love to just sit down for an hour and just just talk with that man. Like yeah. you know, like I'm super pumped about Clerks 3. You know, I, yep. I love most of his work. I have to say I haven't loved it all. Like there are some that I was just like, you worked on this, I just don't care. He'll, um he'll always remember me because um when I I saw him again, uh like right before he had his heart attack and I told him your best work is by far Tusk. I said, Tusk to me is brilliant. It's one of the best horror movies I've ever seen. And I just love it. And he was like, finally, somebody gets it. You're the one guy. <laughs> he said, I'm the one I watched it. I definitely watched it and was entertained thoroughly. <laughs> I yeah. just did not get it. <laughs> I, I, I just watched it and I was just like, Okay, so never answering a personal ad for a costume. Yeah. No. Okay, cool. Um, listen, your so tusk is good, but I will counter with two words. Pillow pants. Thank you. Oh, God. Thank yeah. you for coming to my TED Talk about Kevin Smith. <laughs> you know, more Smith, more power. Um, but but all, all your side, very short bucket list, but Mark is always just, I would just want to be, just be like, ooh, something fun. <laughs> You know, just, just, uh, I, I feel like I would have one of, I, I very rarely have had starstruck moments. Um, but I feel like that would be one of the moments where I was like, God, words have failed me. You talk, I listen, bask yeah. in glory. Do you want a drink? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was cool because he was, he was, uh, probably, you know, because it was a rap party, he was probably, you know, in very good spirits. So, I caught him. Oh, yeah. It wasn't a fandom moment. It was just like, you know, I just went up and talked to him. So it was really, sometimes things work out like that. And, 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 uh, you know, one thing I've discovered is when I'm, if I'm able to get like an artist booth or, uh, some kind of a vending booth, especially an artist booth at like a con, it changes the whole landscape because if I'm an artist at a con, then I can walk right up to Lou Ferrigno and go, Hey Lou, we worked on uh, the Hulk together. And he doesn't go, Hey, you had to, you got to get in line. Cause I'm like, I'm that guy right over there at that booth. <laughs> so it's really neat. I mean, I've been up. Uh, Walked right up to Jim Shooter and talked to him because because uh, yeah. I was just another artist. I was just someone else. So I love that. Um, that's probably my favorite part about cons is trying to trying to use that to talk to people <laughs> that I could never I, talk I know, to. I know. I'm looking forward to Terrific Con because I'm Wait, finally working the booth. You're so. going to have that press pass around your neck. It's going to change. Open doors. Yeah. It opens doors. <laughs> I've talked to so many of my heroes and been like, just because I'm like, hey, by the way, I press pass. Uh, listen, Jeremy, <laughs> you don't understand. My body is ready. Oh, dude, you're gonna love <laughs> like, it. Like the second, the, the the second we went, oh, we're going to Terrificon. I was just like, my time has finally come. <laughs> my God, time has finally come to do something so stupid I can't even comprehend it. Yes. With that. Um, 
But so, Leo, at some point, are we going to talk about some comics? Yeah, yeah I know. I, I was going to say it, it's been like an hour and we've just like me having a blast. Did you like my segue to that? I was like, oh, yeah, I like totally. the conversation. Totally. Yeah. Fun story, you know. <laughs> well, uh, I just wanted to bring up real quick. So I found out recently that a version of Popeye is in the DC universe. What? So uh, they call him Captain Strong. So I've been on the hunt to find the issues. I found one. Uh, I got two so far. The other one just showed up. Uh, Leo, Leo, I need to say something. I yeah. respect you, and, I, and I'm really glad to be here, be your friend. You have the weirdest hobbies sometimes. <laughs> like, like, like I, when, should you expire? I think he I just... feel like the best way to, to have your memory was we have a yard sale. And I don't know what we're going to find. Just make sure my wife gets to top dollar collection. for everything, you know? <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll find right there. I, I think Leo just put me onto a new collection. I'm sorry. So, like, I'm almost done my treasury. Well, so, like. So, the thing was, I, I thought there was only two issues. Turns out they did eight issues with him. Uh, so, I found two so far. Leo, put um, it on your Christmas list, okay? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's yeah. not in the greatest, we, we, greatest, we you but, um, yeah. But uh, Popeye is, no is sense. You know, I mean, you care more about if it's a game and it's in pristine condition versus a comic. Well, no, okay. but this was this was the eBay find, you know. I, I Jeremy got me sucked on eBay. I'm sorry, so, uh, no, it's okay, it's okay. Uh, you know, I, I'm a very frugal auction finder. Well, you know, this issue, some other people were selling, uh, selling it for around 30 bucks, and I'm like. You know, it has to be, you know, I, I kept on looking for a different and I found somebody selling like a lot of 10 different comics and this was one of them. So I got 10 comics for 10 bucks, you know. Do uh, you ever get annoyed by that when you like you look at the older books and it says, oh, this thing for 20 cents. And you're like, I'm paying $30 for something that at the time was 20 cents. Yeah. And it, like, it's why demand is a bitch. Yep, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> You know. And they're excited about it too. You're like, oh my god, I, I got oh, yeah, this. <laughs> I know. Well, I got it, number one, not the original one, but the second number one, and uh, mm -hmm. I was for twenty five bucks, and I was like, ah. Nah. Uh, what issue was that? Uh, the the when the DC redid the Peacemaker. Uh, oh, Peacemaker. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And it was nice. uh, it, it's that it, that new. I guess the. The new retelling of the Peacemaker character, I guess. Yep. And uh, but uh, yep. and of all of all the uh, stoner superhero characters on TV, I, I, Peacemaker is definitely my favorite. <laughs> I got to put out that. After that show, yeah, like I was John Cena has like I I was the, going into the the Suicide Squad two movie, right. going like oh this is gonna be whatever John Cena's in it, who cares. I left that and I was like, oh my God, that was the best DC movie yet. And then I watched the show and dude, he is so versatile. Like he is, he's really, he made me it. tear up. Like the man was good. <laughs> oh my God. He's, he's, he's really bringing it. I mean, and, and his um, banter with vigilante is just absurd. Yeah. <laughs> so awesome. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I do have to say that, you know, I, I even though I thought it was awesome, but Umbrella Academy ripping off the dance in the beginning. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the dance was awesome. But yeah, that's that's so stolen from uh, the Peacemaker. <laughs> the boys attempted that too recently. The boys even did something like that. And it's like, oh, no oh, are we all in the same universe now or something? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Everybody, everybody loves to dance. I yeah. guess, you know. 
So, so yeah. uh, Jeff, you mentioned the boys. Uh, is there anything else you're watching? Um, I um, besides uh, besides like superhero genre stuff. Jeff Bridges is my favorite actor, so I'm very obsessed with The Old Man right now, and uh, that's a really amazing show. And uh, and uh, Murders Only in the Building, oh, or, nice. or Murders in the Building, pardon me, with Steve Martin. I heard it's just it's just really really good. Um, but I'm I'm excited to see where Titans is going to go. Uh, you know, I um, it's supposed to be coming out pretty soon, and uh, um, I'm a little disappointed though that that series are only eight episodes now. I mean, what? Why are we getting so shortchanged with this? You know. Uh, well, actually, well, I, I I love that. Um, sorry, go ahead, Drew. No, I was going to say that the reason for that is because we've been spoiled with too many seasons where uh, of, of of popular shows where you have literally half a season of filler versus a tight season of 10 episodes that feels like actually well-written. For example, storytelling. CW in the later years on the con, on the pro, things like Daredevil for Netflix. Every yeah. episode. It's true. You know. It's true. They do, they do write too many episodes of The Flash. <laughs> you know? What are they, they, 24 or something like that? That's yeah, usually they, they cut, they've been cutting it down because I think they finally like, yeah, we just can't write the way it was like, yes, it's because we got we're wise to your filler crap. <laughs> and it's like, where is where are all the great flash villains? You know, there's I mean, you barely have tapped into that at all. And that's why I even like the nineties uh flash series that you, you know that was that was one more group behind us. What is going I'm on? I'm sorry, Leo? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I was trying to I was trying, I was trying to pull up some information. Throw me for a loop there. I'm, I'm like, sorry. is everybody hearing that? No, I, I, I was going to add to the conversation, yeah. you know, talking about short episodes, uh, uh, Strange New Worlds I've been watching, which is friggin' phenomenal. But I thought last week's was a season finale, or actually a week prior. Turned out they're still going. And it wasn't? And yeah, yeah. I the last episode, which I missed, well, uh, they, you know, introduced, they, they introduced Kirk. Really? Yeah. And, wow, okay. that's I a little early, this. isn't anyone, it? I don't know if I ever asked this. I mean, they talked about Matt him. In... Shatner? Yes. I, yeah. no. I, I was in a, I was in a commercial with William Shatner. I was in a, uh, actually standing, stood right next to him for Monday Night Football. Uh, <laughs> I'm in a Raiders uniform. Um, I'm one of the Black Hole members, and I'm standing right next to William Shatner. And Central Casting called me simply because I have long hair. And they were like, can you be down to the Rose Bowl in an hour? I said, yes. Next thing I know, I'm standing next to fucking Captain Kirk. And I'm like, oh my oh, nice. God. <laughs> and I always thought- Dude, I had a bomb, talk about being like, in the right yeah. spot all the time. Oh, I just, you know. Seriously. Um, but true, I, I, what's weird is um, I always thought I kind of had a Kirk-like body. I was like, man, he is tiny next to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But uh, he's such intense, yeah. and he was a nice guy. He was cool. Yeah, it's it's funny because I met him two different times. I met him one time was really good, and the other one time was just meh. And I was just like, because I met him to get, because my dad's the Trek fan, uh, Jeff. So he he he's the one who introduced me to the original series, you know, um, and I yeah. learned to appreciate that for as absurd as it is. Um, so when I got a chance to meet him, you know, I, I told him, I met him and it was a con. I don't really remember which one. Oh, it was one of those, um, all Trek cons that they used to do back in the day. Um, and, uh, and I told him, was getting a Star Trek convention. Yes. That thing you just said. Um, so who's smoking too much weed now? <laughs> 
first things first, okay? You cannot even talk to me, sweaty Mick, Mick Farmer pants. Okay? It's fucking hot in here. I'm sorry. You know what? Listen, why don't you cry about all the auctions you missed because you lost power? So deal with it. There's um, probably three. Back to my story. Um, so I met him and I told him it's for my dad. And he was like, that's really great. And when you see your dad, just give him a hug. And I'm just like, okay. Um, and then I met him yeah. the second time to he get. Is that I think he's that single. Okay. And then I yeah, just met said, him I... a second time, and he yeah. I'm sorry. I think there's a little breakup. Drew, I'm sorry, you... I can't. I... Oh, did you freeze? Yeah, you, you got to kick the little no, scroll that's running, running your internet. Okay, cool. I froze. But um, <laughs> no, I met him the second time. He just kind of like I was doing it because getting an autograph for my my, my girlfriend's dad because he's a truck fan. He just kind of brushed it off. I was like, wow, that kind of sucked. He was just, you know, he was in line. He did the thing. He didn't really say hi. He just signed it and bam. I was like, well, okay, that sucked. Like, like, okay, well, thank God I got that good time. Like, thanks, Captain Kirk. More like Captain Letdown, but fine. That's so. usually the meeting somebody again. I met Ray Bradbury twice, and that Ray Bradbury is my favorite author. Uh, uh, he and Philip K. Dick, but I. I met Ray Bradbury once, um, and I told him that I wrote short stories, and I was uh, really into his style of short stories. And and um, uh, he signed something, and then six years later, I went to another book signing. And as I come walking up, before I even got to his table, he goes, "Well, look here, it's my friend, the writer." And I'm like, "What?" And he goes. Wow to write my friend and i said yes he goes how many stories have you written and i said i've written 30 he goes write 30 more and you my friend will be a writer <laughs> and i was like <laughs> he's just such a ray bradbury was such a he had a huge memory it was great that's fantastic so the second was better than the first time because he remembered me <laughs> oh yeah no if that had been me for anybody i would have been like i'm sorry what what uh, i'm sorry is this heaven because i think i just yeah. right like, i I couldn't believe of all the people he met, he meets. He was like this hippie guy walks up and he like he remembers me. So, but uh, yeah, it's a letdown though when you meet somebody and they're not cool, man. It's like it can be it can be weird, uh, and they don't understand the impact that that one little second has by being weird to somebody. You know, it's true. You know, and it, it's so sad, especially you know you know what this is not comics, so. We <laughs> Because I just started, I caught We do have to get back there. Leo, we, you told we, us we, we were going to do. do a tight ship tonight. Yeah, I know, I, I know I Mr. Tight Ship. I know, I know. So, uh, artist Lee Kosi has uh, taken Neil Adams' booth at San Diego Comic Con. Who? I don't, I don't know if taken is the right word, but he. Uh, Who's taking it? Uh, sorry. What the? I missed the. What the hey, wait, uh, Lee Kosi. I have no uh, idea who that was. So yeah. uh, he, he, he's an independent artist. Yeah. Uh, he's done work. Neil Adams' booth is huge, usually. Yeah. Like, a lot of, that's a lot of five tables. Yeah. It's got to be an yeah. expensive little. It, it, uh... it, it's always really amusing when you see that. Like, I don't know if you guys, when you're going to be at Trificon, if you ever see Arthur Sedam's yeah. thing, he's got like insane. three tables. And I'm just like, Okay. I don't understand it. I know he does yeah. zombies, but I don't. I'm yeah, like, it was oh. just, it was one of those, like, the Marvel zombies thing was a fad. It was cool. It is clearly past. Yeah. So why do you still have three tables? Like, what? No. 
he yeah, was an interesting interview, I have to say. He uh, handed me this paperwork, uh, paper to read before I interviewed him about his family's entire history. Um, I'm sorry, huh. what? Yeah, yeah. Ne- Neil Adams did this? No, Arthur no, Sudam. No, no, uh, Neil Arthur Adams Sudam. was a pleasure, dude. Uh-huh. I, I, I have, I've heard horror stories about Neil Adams, but right. with me, I had the best time. He, he totally did a sketch, color sketch of Captain America for my son for free. Like the first time I met him, I was just like, whoa, I was like, I can't afford that. He was like, it's for the kid. I was like, okay. (laughs) I will say thank you and tip my hat as such. Yeah. Yeah. And then when I interviewed the guy, he sat there for 45 minutes and talked my ear off. Like he, he was the nicest guy. Like I'm so excited for terrific con now. Neil, um, Neil, super cool dude. Yeah, he's. Um, yeah. But he, he, there are horror. There were horror stories about like, oh my god, he's going to be mean to you or to, to get ready oh, to yeah. be broken. Well, uh, I was at the Denver um, Comic Con, um, the Colorado Springs Comic Con, and uh, a friend of mine brought him there. So when he was breaking down, I just naturally started helping, and uh, I helped him carry some stuff to to his car and stuff like that. And he didn't sign anything or make a big deal. He just looked at me and handed me a comic book that he drew, an X-Men comic book, and said, here, that's for you. And I was like, <laughs> oh, nice. Good, I'm not going to ask for an autograph. Or not. You handed it to me. Good enough. I'll take it. <laughs> no, no, but it's true. And it's, and it's always funny because they appreciate people go the extra mile. When I did a group. Uh, and Leo, I, Leo, you know the story. I'm sure Jeremy, you do too. When I did my Starman group and I met James Robinson and Tony Harris, um, I had like the whole run and they signed everything and they didn't charge me for things. This is also back in 2016 when things weren't that bad back then. Um, and Tony, who I don't know if you guys ever noticed, but Tony Harris's commission prices are insane. Yeah. I said if I won the lotto, his, his I work is they're cool. like gorgeous. Yeah. Like he, yeah, he's so, selling a new painting today of Indiana Jones that's fucking amazing i was like i wish i had that so 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 you know he gets as a fan and whatnot and he signed a print for me of of starman that he did and it is gorgeous like i was like this is so beautiful he signed he's like here that you've earned this and i'm like i'm sorry what because I put the whole shoot together. I hadn't had anything to drink. I was on four hours of sleep. I was dehydrated. I was so happy. It was like, I am running on joy. Okay. <laughs> the joy goes, this shuts down. I will crumble <laughs> like a like a like a like a, a scarecrow that got cut. I will just and he gave it to me. And I was just like, I'm gonna take such good care of this. I'm gonna frame this. And now it's up in my bedroom. And he even signed it to me in his Tony Harris cursive and i was just like 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 jeff like you said it's the extra effort if you just if you do it they love it and it's just so nice like you said you meet this person and they're exactly what they uh you want them to be and you're like good and you know and then you you meet that someone's like oh and i was like that's i'm sorry you had that kind of experience with them you know maybe it was a bad day or whatnot your experience is not gonna tell me this person is not amazing because mine was astronomical so yeah Maybe it was you? Yeah. Well, guys, hey, unfortunately, unfortunately I, I have to bounce because I'm using someone else's phone. And oh, no oh that's okay. We can actually get to the real meat of the, the show now. No. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. Dude, yeah. Jeff, this was great. Please uh, please check out my comic books, you guys, and I'll make sure I get you some. I'll send put some in the mail for you so you guys have some. But um, 
yeah, uh, I I'm out there uh, with Cali Chronic Comics. We're we're churning out uh, comics um, all the time. Right now, we've got three in production, and like I said, the Legend of Mean Green number three is our newest one. So be sure to check it out. Thanks. Where can people get them? Yeah, uh, Jeff. Where where can people order them? Uh, You could just just hit me up on the Instagram or uh, Facebook, uh, um, Cali Chronic Comics. And uh, or at the 420 comic and uh, hit us up there. And um, you, but we've got them in stores across the country. It, more, more than likely, if you hit me up, I'll tell you where you can get them near you. Awesome. Well, I got well, all those you. links in the show notes up above or down below, depending on where you're watching or listening to us. And thank you, Jeff. And if you ever do that gigantic pot crossover, we'd like a cameo, please. Yes. Okay, for so, sure. Thanks, awesome. guys. <laughs> thank all you, Jeff. Thank you, man. All right. Be well. All right. Now, comic books yeah so uh he had so many good stories i feel like i have like nerd high just dude like listening to him talk it was like it was like meeting a different version of jeremy from another universe (laughs) Uh, the cooler version of me i never said cooler okay no i'm saying cooler the guy that's actually gone out and done stuff no, you know what? Listen, maybe Jeremy, you're like the Doctor Who, so maybe you just need to regenerate into him. You know, that'd be nice. Yeah, that'd be cool. So. Uh, I know we are running late, uh, but just to go over some of the news, uh, as we know, Superman is getting like a, a uh, reboot this year. Oh my so, god! Uh, uh, there's Aren't gonna be they all getting a reboot. They they, they are, but like Superman was. This has been planned for a while. Um, what what are they rebooting him to? Uh, number one yeah probably (laughs) they're not going to keep the legacy numbering i hate no and then and then they're going to go back to it later on when they want to get oh so yeah so there's going to be two superman booths at san diego comic-con uh from uh supermanhomepage.com so there's okay. going to be a Bizarro World of Superman. Uh, oh. Me, Bizarro, you not. So I'm assuming they may cover uh, Bizarro in the recent Superman and Lois storyline. Oh, uh, yeah. And then also DC's Jim Lee and Friends Ooh. Uh, okay. is going to be another one. Never got so, a chance to hang with Jim. Um, I feel like if I ever just got to meet Jim Lee, I would just want to tell him and said, you make it look so easy, which is how I know you're really so talented. Does. Yep. You know, all that's what uh, I, JR, I, feel like I want to say. To JR Jr. will be at a terrific con. Yes, but I, I, I am not paying 20 bucks for an autograph. No. <laughs> I have to draw the line somewhere. Leo could probably, you know, with his, his splash pages, dorkening budget of billions of shows. Now available everywhere, kids. You, know? you, you, you really you realize I, I flipped the bill for everybody, right? There, there's you know no, what, Leo? Uh, I knew I didn't like you. <laughs> uh, so uh, Dominique Thorne uh, is going to be the uh, in Ironheart. It's been announced. Okay. Uh, and uh, she's also going to be in Black Panther Wakanda Forever as Riri Williams. And uh, also in Iron Ironheart is going to be uh, the actor who played Solo, uh, Alden uh, Enric. All right. Question. Yes. Are they really not going to recast a Black Panther? Yes. Like, don't get me wrong. That yeah. guy was good and all. Chadwick. But, like, we now no longer have, like, would he really want that as his legacy? No more Black Panther? Well, but the thing being is, Jeremy, is I, I see your point. And, again, 
we're talking about comics. How many times has there been a different Superman, a different Batman, a different Green Lantern? But I think it's a little different when it's a real person. And, you know, it's hard to replace because, you know, again, Chadwick was a, was a fantastic Black Panther. I mean, honestly, I agree, but you know, like... but I think what they're doing is, you know, they're seeing it as a way to honor his memory, but also to be technically comic accurate. Because at one point, you know, his sister was Black Panther. Oh, yeah. You I know? agree. So I think it's And I would love of... to see Shuri as Black Panther. That would be dope. Yeah. Like for me. But I don't even think they're going to go that route. No. Well, I mean, we'll see. Because I, I, you know, considering how good Black Panther was, I do have faith in Ryan Coogler and his team. Though, though I have to say, I'm a little skeptical about Ironheart simply because I feel she represents a trend in comics that I've been seeing very often. I don't like it. Uh, the trend being is that we create these temporary fill-ins for characters, but we don't allow them to be their own character. Yeah. When Riri was created, she was filling in for Tony Stark while yeah. he was in a coma after Civil War II. Um, and really, she's just a fill-in, like and a placeholder. To yeah, exactly. Character. And I don't think that's fair because it just feels like it, you're kind of trying to win points by having this character, but you're not allowing them to be their own thing. It's just, oh, this is an Iron Man. And then when Iron Man, like the best example of, of avoiding that was Miles Morales. Mm-hmm. He was created in a world where Peter Parker was dead. You had a new Spider-Man, but he was his own Spider-Man. He had his own mm-hmm. powers. Similar, yes. Uh, he had his own powers. He had his own friends. He had his own issues. And yes, he was half um, African-American, half um, uh, Hispanic. And it was awesome, you know, because he was a real character. And that's why he's still part of the Marvel Universe. And the same thing you could say for Kamala Khan. Yes, she was Miss Marvel. She had far different powers than Carol Danvers. But she was her own character, you know, and she's still there, you know. And yes, do the characters have ups and downs? Of course, it's comic books. Not, Not everything is a bestseller. But I just feel like, again, it's just it's better when the characters are there because we wanted to give you a good character versus hi we're holding while our big ups go through a transitional period yep you know so i'm and i agree if you again go for it go for it like right that's the thing why this why day the flip-flopping yeah exactly it's the flip-flopping and i just feel like people just don't want to take the risks you know i feel like yeah. older comics took more risks they were like okay we're gonna try this if it doesn't work, okay, cool. The only thing we waste is, you know, a couple of million dollars in paper and ink. <laughs> so that's just my thoughts about it. I, I I really hope all the projects do well. And honestly, I'm looking to be proven wrong. But, you know, may, you know, maybe we as the fans need to be a little bit better about what our expectations are. And maybe the creators need to be a little less scared of, I don't know, offending people by taking risks. You can't win. Well, all. that's the worst part. Like, like comics and stuff, they're, they're a fictional landscape, play place to playground to like you can do with them as you wish. Right. And a lot of the time it is the safe route. What yeah. what the fans are all going to love. And we're not going to even try this and like go for it and throw it against the wall. See if it fucking sticks. You get a right. few issues and they're like, oh man, everybody hates it. We got to change back. Yeah. Well, it, it's, um, and then also, by the way, uh, side note to other news, Leo, you would be happy to know that Marvel has recently announced that they are indeed uh, tomorrow. Fun fact, we are going to get Mandalorian issue one, which is Marvel's adaptation. Uh, I believe of, uh, they're going to be adapting in comic book form the first episodes of season one. So eight issues. I had that. I had that for the yeah, poll me, list. Me and Leo were chit chatting. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Oh, um, yeah. I, 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 <laughs> 
I think that's nice, but honestly, I just, I have to be honest with you, Leo, even though I'm a big fan of The Mandalorian, like, who am I talking to? Do we really need this, though? Like, couldn't we just I have agree. different, like, this is just a comic book adaptation of the show. Can I just watch the show? Like, I don't have to worry about the pages sticking, um, you know, the characters will move. Um, wait, wait, Mandalorian pages sticking, uh, are, are you that big of a fan, Drew? No, I'm not that big. But I'm just saying is that you know sometimes when you're you know you're they reading had those dancers at the bars. You're funny. Nice. Um, but do uh, they have Baby Yoda? <laughs> they will <laughs> soon. This is the excuse me. Oh, I have spoken. Um, but this went downhill fast. Yeah, it totally did. <laughs> uh, but I also do want to address um, switching gears because you guys are stupid. Um, I do want to say it's it's been a rough week. There's been a lot of deaths that I definitely want to just kind of give a big mention to. Um, the world we lost uh, James Con. Yeah. We um, we lost um, Tony Sirico, or I, I I hope I've said the name wrong. AKA Polly Walnuts from The Sopranos, and even in the nerd world, um, we lost Pat. Uh, I believe it's Pat McCallum, who was the co-founder of Wizard Magazine. Who, oh, yeah. um, you know, uh, yes, he passed away. And I didn't know this, but after he was done with Wizard, he was an editor over at DC till about 2019. So he oversaw a lot of those really good uh, timepieces. And from what I've read of, of, of uh, people who work with him, he was a super pleasant guy, really loved the material, just great to work with. And apparently it was very interesting because I guess the wizard guys had a kind of larger than life attitude and could be a little big. I was like, okay, like I, I missed reading wizard when I was growing up in the nineties. Yeah. So. I knew of it, but it wasn't like, I wanted to read the comics, not a magazine mm -hmm. about the comics. So but it wasn't my thing. I, I see. I, I, I enjoyed wizard, but um, I still, I, I could have sworn. I still have a bunch of them like still bagged. Okay. Yeah. They they did have their moments. Yes, uh, I, I started picking it up when it when they did the uh, McFarlane cover. I think that might have been number one. There you go. But I just wanted to give all those a shout out. Uh, you know, everybody has their favorites. Um, you know, again, a nice reminder that nobody lasts forever. So if you get a chance, meet your heroes, mm. kids. Yeah, that's what we're going to be doing when we go to Terrific Con. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, so speaking of uh, heroes, July 29th through the 31st at Mohegan Sun mm -hmm. in Uncasville, Connecticut. Yeah. You know, well, if you mention that you are a fan of the show, we'll take a photo with you and we'll only charge you one. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. One dollar. Uh, so um some Daredevil number one, huh? Yeah, so so uh some of the picks yeah. I, I have this week. Uh so writer is Chip Zadarsky. Oh, he's doing over on wow, he, he's double dipping, huh? He is, he is, he is. So uh look so, at him, Marvel and DC. Yeah, so there's a new Daredevil number one, but um this came out Ooh. last week. I don't know if you had a chance to read Batman one twenty five. Have no. not yet. I'm catching up now. I'm uh back at issue like 106 or something like that yeah, yeah so i'm good so uh i'm i'm caught up but the last couple issues i got really confused um because they did another crossover episode, series um and they continued the storyline in other issues so i got totally lost right oh um yeah that's it's weird when they do that yeah so like the last several it's like the last three or four episodes that uh, are issues like i totally yeah, lost it 
So this one's supposed to be like a complete reboot. Um, and uh, I forgot. Yeah, this is where Chip first gets on, right? Yep, yep. Uh, and uh, what the hell is it? It's what are they calling it? I forgot. The Isn't name it another death in the family or death of or deaths? Well, we, we do, I don't want to spoil anything for you, uh, but there are some people missing. And at the end of the episode, because certain people are missing, something happens and a new item is introduced. So, uh, yeah, so it looks like it's going to be promising. Uh, at least I, I it seems good so far. But, uh, yeah, I'm interested to see where it goes. Um, also in DC, Dark Crisis, Worlds Without a Justice League, Superman number one. That's on my list. Yeah. So, uh, talking about, uh, you know, different Earths with, uh, without a Justice League telling their stories. And then, uh, Son of Cal L number 13. That's on my list too. Tom Taylor with the very first transgender uh, superhero in comics. The dreamer. Yep. Yep. Um, no, that's fine. I, I, I do, I'm not reading anything, so I have nothing on my pull list. But I, there was one more news I did want to address. Um, I wanted to give a shout out to writer Dan Slott, whose Fantastic Four run will be ending soon with issue 46. Um, Dan's been doing a great run last four years. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I did fall off because Fantastic Four has always been a bit of a, a hard sell for me. I always really depended on the writers and the people doing it. Uh, that being said, um, Dan Slott definitely did a great job. Although I will always think of him as a Spider-Man writer. Fun fact, he's going back to that. Um, he was talking yeah, about his run on Spider-Man's always really good. Yes, and um, yeah, just again, gotta give credit. You know, four years. He did a lot of big stuff with his Fantastic Four storylines. You know, um, you know, again, he's he's among one of the many greats, and uh, you know, hopefully, uh, the next person writing will do just as good of a job. Hells to the yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I want to give a shout out to one of the soon-to-be greats, Alex Cormack. His new comic book uh, with Comics Tribe, uh, Dig a Sink uh, storyline. He would also be a really good uh, uh, interview if we can ever get a hold of him. He does amazing artwork. Sync is a horror comic. Okay. Uh, uh, they, they're doing like a, a, what do you call it? Not crossover, a spinoff series with it now. Mm -hmm. And he just started. The number one's coming out next week. And then uh, also a shout out to uh, Boom Studios because they're doing the, uh, the, the Dune series, The Waters of... Uh, Canley, Conley, I don't know how to say it, but I love Dune. Oh, issue three ever, comes out. Have you ever played a game? No, I haven't. the The one, the world building one. The uh, world, like, yeah, uh, Dune two. Mm, I don't know about two. I know the one where I, I like played around with it, but never really got into it. I do like the world builders. Uh, the where you have your like harvesters out in the yep. sands and stuff and like get attacked by worms and stuff. Yep. Uh, Dune one was more of a storyline type, uh, like point and click. Dune two was a real time strategy. And actually, a uh, uh, little tidbit of information uh, that was the, that was created by West World Studios or oh. West Westwood Studios. And uh, so they they lost the rights to the game Dune. Dune 2 was was a decent seller. It was a great game, but they lost the rights to it. And uh, they were already working on Dune 3. 
So they made some changes, and uh, they changed it to uh, something called Command and Conquer. Oh, look at that. Dune 2, yeah. Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> the spice will run. Yeah, that was a great game. Uh, um, also, I just wanted to say, before we get to discussing Old Man Logan, which I'm very excited about, however long we talk about it, um, <laughs> I also want to say, oh my God, the end, the finale to the boys was fantastic. Oh, hell yeah. Um, my God. I, again, I have never been disappointed with a, a single season of the boys. Honestly, perfect show. Um, I myself have just started Stranger Things um, already. My two favorite characters of the season are still Eddie because, my God, you know, finally we have someone who really enjoys being a metalhead. And again, Steve is my favorite of all time because I'm just like, my God, every... I've never related more to a character. I'm only on episode three, by the way, everyone. So please, no spoilers. Oh, no, 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 more no. to a character when he's just yelling in the car about how he's always the babysitter. I'm like, oh my God, wow. Thank you, Steve. Every fucking time. Always the babysitter. Yep. Except in Splash Pages. I'm Love the that. wrong person to be the babysitter. <laughs> I'm always the babysitter. Always. Oh, it's okay. You just have that very nice demeanor. It's your gravelly voice. Yes. You sound like you're about to narrate a horror movie. Um, <laughs> So I just wanted to give those shout outs. Um, I'm very much. Wait until you get to the final episode, Drew. You're going to love Eddie that much more. I will will say this. I did look ahead because everyone was doing memes about the shit and I was hearing all Mm the stuff on the radio. So I do know about the Kate Bush scene, which I thought was very well done. But the Master of Puppets is still one of the best things I've ever seen in Stranger Things. Dude, that was... I watched it just this morning, and I was, I'm sitting there screaming at the TV through the whole episode. Good thing I was all alone today. <laughs> screaming at the TV through the whole episode. I was loving it. It was such a good... But I, did, I thought it was the end of the series. I get no, no. to the end, and I'm just like, hold on, there's another season I have to there's get one to. More. Oh no, and, that, and Jeremy, they've confirmed everybody that season five is the end. But of course, because yeah. if it's successful, there will Spin-offs. be a spin-off series. Thank you, Leo. That's exactly the face I have. It's like, well, okay, that <laughs> You know, they, well, that was a lie. No, one of, one of uh, the kids said to me today, they're like, don't you want the story to go on? I'm like, usually, yes, I would love a story to go on and on. But I had, I felt like we were coming to the culmination and I was finally getting all the answers and well, everything was coming together. And I was like, I'm ready for it. And it didn't happen. I was like, oof, yes, like, I got to go through more. <laughs> you're looking for is closure okay yeah, I, I need some closure fine, okay i need it you know there's so bad. Shows, but i am i am so happy that they gave us so many answers though i have to say okay like, no spoilers no nope, no nope, i will not say any of them but I, I i'm very happy with the season you know um it, it's the upside down world the entire time no entire no time. no no i'm just guessing i i i only saw season one so also oh, wait you're going to love it. And Leo, I'm telling you, they do flashbacks throughout the entire season. So just skip season two. Yeah. Not one of those hey, flashbacks were hey, season two. Hey, 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 hey. Give, give, give season two the do. They were dressed hey, as Ghostbusters. You only like it because they cover Ghostbusters. Okay, first things first. I'm still the realist. Okay? Because he <laughs> told me that. Second thing. Okay? <laughs> and Because there was two Ghostbusters. Yeah. Okay. Two, there's now, four. <laughs> there you go. Um, one for the each multiverse. Um, 
Leo, give credit where credit's due. Moving on. So now, segueing into Old Man Logan. Oh, hold on. What about the rest of us? Oh, cool. You guys us? don't matter. I didn't like us. <laughs> uh, my wife and I are are. Uh, I, it's not comic book related. It might be. There might be a comic. Book sure. Uh, Yellowstone. I want to watch that. Holy I crap! Is that good? I heard good. Give things. it. Give it three episodes, and you'll be friggin' hooked. Uh, I people are saying is Dynasty meets Sopranos. Dude, I'm telling uh, you, I gotta find something new. These these people, uh, nothing against LGBTQ television at all, but I'm a little over my limit. Like I, I, I just. I'm sorry. Keep going. Dude, I'm I'm between RuPaul's Drag Race, Pose, uh, Project Runway. Like I, I just, I need, I need. I don't know what I need, but I just need well, it. Check, check out Yellowstone. Do you, do you need more speed? Uh, yes, I have a need for speed. Because <laughs> cool. I'm telling you, Jeremy, your farm is writing, writing checks that your body can't cash. So, <laughs> uh, the, uh, the other thing, I finished uh, uh, Umbrella Academy finally. I yeah, Okay, non-spoilery, how good? Because I heard great things. The season was excellent. The ending, I'm kind of a little let down by the ending. Um, and it seemed like it was, it got weird. Umbrella Academy read, got weird? Well, oh, I'm sorry. Not, have you ever read the book? Yeah. No, no. Like, but got weird? <laughs> well, no, what, what I don't understand is. Uh, Facebook user agrees. <laughs> Um, the end of the world is coming and it's like, they don't give a shit about it. And I know, uh, well, they did that in season one. Uh, well, okay, no, I Leo, mean, I... Leo, I, I want to be honest with you. Yeah. It's really accurate because you know, if the world was still ending, people would still fight over the dumbest shit. Oh dude, for real. It's just like in that, okay. why the last man show, like the whole world was falling apart and you got people fighting over politics. I'm sitting there like... Motherfuckers, there's just so much good TV now, you know. Honestly, I think it's just, it's, I want to go out and do stuff, but some part of me is like, no, I want to stay home. Dude, stay this is home. the hardest part for me because, like, it's summertime and my garden is like hey, insane, and like, there's Goals. so much TV to walk, watch. And I feel bad for Leo because Leo's just like every Wednesday, they're all like, so do you guys watch this, watch this, watch this? I'm sitting there. Why do you think I don't yourselves? So I honestly join on Wednesday because they're all like, oh my god, I watch this, I watch that, I watch this, and I'm that. I'm like, I, I saw something. Yeah, I, I, I got through Stranger Things finally. Well, honestly, I don't watch a ton of TV. You know, it, it's uh, I know on the Wednesday shows like Brandon. You know, he watches a lot more than I do, but um, I, I watch some weird shit. You know. Um, I watch like all those paranormal shows, but you know, regular shows, you know, I just, I, I watch Superman and Lois, uh, strange new worlds, you know, all the Marvel shows and whatnot. Uh, I still need to get caught up on the DC shows like Titan. Yeah. And, like and dude Doom was talking Soul. about Titans and I was like, Oh yeah. shit. I forgotten all about that show. Yeah. But there's going to be a new episode of uh, Skinwalker Ranch tonight. I'm oh, boy. Be, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm excited for that. It's, I'm it's, sure. Uh, yeah. Jabo agrees with me that there's way too many things to watch on Wednesday. You need to put limits, Leo. You need to put boundaries, goddammit. Okay? Wild, <laughs> wild, 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 w
Uh, at least put out a homework list on Saturday so I can like arrange my midnight to 4 a.m. viewing sessions. There you go. <laughs> so by the way, Leo, before we get into into Old Man Logan, which again, very excited. It only took us an hour and 43 minutes to do. Um, yeah. But I swear I kind of envisioned Terrificon as, is is the Dorkening's version of a of a of a crossover event because it's literally so many people. I'm like, oh boy, I oh agree, boy. Jay. Uh, we have Saturday morning cartoons on Dead Dork Radio. Yeah, can't wait. Love that shit. Wait, whoever's doing that, if if they cover real Ghostbusters and I'm not there, I will punch someone. Oh <laughs> no no no! It's uh, our radio station. Yeah, I don't Drew, care. Did the, you enjoy the the original Ghostbusters cartoon? Oh yeah, the real Ghostbusters. Okay. Real the one with no, no no the the monkey one with the car and you crank it up. Go go Ghostbusters! Yeah 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 yeah. Yeah no. <laughs> Okay, I was all alone in that. <laughs> no, no, it was it was fine. It was just it was a little weird. No, no, wacky. definitely, uh, especially since it was not the Ghostbusters. Yeah, it was just one of those where I remember one time I saw a thing. I was like, "This is the Ghostbusters? Like, why is there a monkey? Like, what yeah. Hanna Barbera shit is this?" <laughs> yeah, Jabo, when it does, what the <laughs> it's called great babe Walk Party, dude. Um, but, Pluther. It's already up there. Yeah, I know. So on a different note, so Old Man Logan in 15 minutes or less. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 15 oh, yeah. minutes or less, Old Man. Dude, I thought I had read this before. Mm-hmm. I, I, this was a totally different Old Man Logan than what I read. I don't, because like I remember Maestro being in the Old Man Logan I read and like being the leader. Of, but like, no, this would. Yes. Yeah, so, so there's there's an Old Man Logan storyline. Uh, and this was like a one-off like five issues right uh this what's no 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 no. this was the wolverine series and they did leo what you're thinking of is give me a second because my my comic book brain is like pushing all (laughs) things up this is the the original then there was a secret wars tie-in that brought a version of, of old man logan to the marvel universe then you had the ongoing series, which one of the storylines, Jeremy, dealt with Old Man Logan versus Maestro. Yeah, okay. So that's what that is. And then there's also a miniseries where it was, I think yeah, it, was, it was Deadpool versus Old Man Logan. It was, it was Old Dead Logan. And that brings us up to speed. Um, but this was... First things first, I, I own all this in, in original printing, first printings. I remember when this was coming out. This was the only comic book that I bought that everybody in my apartment actually made sure to read. And, I and can understand why. And we couldn't have been any more of a different. I had Settlers of Catan, Nerd, uh, LARPing, and, uh, and then my last roommate was just like, yeah, I'm here. Um, it was just like, wow. Um, all right. But first everybody row. read it. So I just want to say the first thing is I love this team. Uh, Mark Millar and Steve McNiven are one of they collaborate so well together. They made Civil War what it was today, yep. a gorgeous book from beginning well, to end. Don't forget day. Dexter Vines in that that little group. And he worked on never, the, the Secret Wars also. I would never or not forget Secret Wars, Civil War. Listen, I would never forget Dexter Vines. He's a great guy. I've met him a few times. Um, and the same thing with this, but this is I think my favorite thing of their collaboration. I mean, the story is top notch. The art is amazing. I mean, look at that. Like how Yeah, when Wolverine has the like thought of like just popping the claws and 
I thought it happened. I was like, wow, that was quick. And then um, he's just like, nah. But I will say this. I love Millar's style because he is so good at giving you these little tidbits, like hints of other stories within his stories that you're like, oh my God, I want to know more. Like, why the fuck are there dinosaurs in the Savage Land? Like, well, why is I there- I have to go back and figure out what's going on with H Hawkeye's freaking daughter now. Yeah, exactly. She like, is so, a badass. Right. So, you know, but the whole thing is a great, it's a, it's a wonderful story. It's, it touches all the good things. And I just also love that it's the worst superhero road trip in the world, but it's perfect. Oh, dude. And all the, the as you were saying, all the little like side things that Malar throws in, fucking uh, Pim Falls. Like, oh, yeah. that, that was so cool. Like, uh, uh, like the spider buggy. I'm just like spider buggy. Oh, what spider about buggy does whatever a spider can. <laughs> and what about uh, just a couple panels, Daredevil and Punisher? Oh, right. Holy shit. That was dark. That um, was wicked well, dark. M Mark Millar has never been afraid of, of going dark with his stuff. And oh. honestly, I, I, I would love to do this version of Hawkeye um, as a cosplay because he's just an ornery fuck. Yeah. Although I'd have to wear a wig because I cannot grow a ponytail to save my life. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. Him taking out the Ghost Riders. I mean, again, I don't mind talking about it because this thing has literally been out there since, I don't know, 2011. Oh, yeah. uh, 2011. 2011, right. So this has been out here a long time. So no offense, everybody. You know, if you're going to, oh, spoilers, please. Please read this. It does not matter what we're going to tell you. You need to read it oh, for your Thor's own. hammer just sitting there in the middle of the freaking uh wastelands and nobody can pick it up that's great but like i said the little it, the, for me it was little stories that were great um but the most devastating story was what happened the night the heroes took uh the, the villains took over dude i oh knew it God. i knew that's where he was going with it as it's going on i'm like dude somebody's fucking with his brain i'm like totally yeah. somebody has him seen in when it was mysterio i was like that is so good what a so, great so use Mysterio. Why would it be Mysterio though? I mean, it's just illusions. Yeah, it's, yeah, but it, it. He mentioned that even the he smell. He could smell. Yeah, like that did well, confuse me too. Yeah. Well, listen again. First things first. I don't understand it, but every good villain, so, for some reason, decides that he wants to use nerve gas or yeah. something. Green Goblin's done it. Mysterio's done it. Um, I just think what it is is Mysterio up this game. You know. Yeah. Um, just real quick, well, though, yeah, they Raptors are. tearing apart uh, Punisher oh, and, and Daredevil. What was? Oh uh, yeah. You know. Dude, I'm telling you, when Kingpin lost his head, that was just, I was like, whoa, was not expecting that. Yeah, again, th this series, there's not a single issue in this entire series that is wasted. Um, yeah. Although I will say one of my favorite side things that Ooh, I thoroughly enjoyed. Um, a venom possessed t-rex oh that was cool oh yeah yep it is this considered the first venomized other being besides venom and no, spider-man no there's been a lot of others animals oh, i thought this might have been the first one no okay. well, well i mean carnage was before this i know it became like a well carnage is a different symbiote or symbiote i what do you ever you people want to however you want to pronounce that um, all together, just, but uh, Jeremy, I just know don't call now. it symbiote. symbiote. Don't, 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 yeah, no, don't, don't call it that because Venom did that, I and I was eight, 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 e
You know, it was like a symbiote. And I'm like, oh my yeah. god, dude, I, you know why that screwed me up? For the longest time, I thought it was Thanos, and I didn't know. Or I, I was saying Thanos the wrong way. Oh, that's and, it happens. Listen, the point being, like, Jeremy, is this day and age, someone will know who you're talking about. So it's no yeah. longer like you're just going to go around saying it wrong. Someone's going to be like, it's Thanos. I'm like, oh, well, thank you. I appreciate that, random nerd. Yeah. Yeah. I get but corrected a lot. <laughs> I also want to say this. This was the creepiest use of the Moloids I've ever seen. Dude. You know, and you don't think of them as you know, you're just like, oh, it's the mole man oh, lackeys, you know. Yeah, I was like, I was just like, well, that's terrifying. Yeah, um, like whole cities, and they just freaking ate everybody. Um, like, I will say this: that was great. Um, Logan confronting Red Skull, Very also cool. great. Um, but holy, I will say the ending. The, I, the ending is my favorite because seeing him just go off. I'm sorry, but Bruce Banner explaining that him and Jen got it down. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I was just like, whoa. Yeah, the fact that he his explanation was she was the only one who could keep up. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, whoa. <laughs> that was whoa. some fucking, I was like, wow, Mark. No. Matt, whoa. <laughs> you know, the one thing I, I really will say, and, and again, I don't want to sound like I'm dominating this, but I just love that Millar tells you enough that you don't always need to see what happens. Like, you know, you see Logan standing out there and you just know those three hulks in that mansion after like slamming a bunch of, of, of hookers. You're like, no, you guys are dead. We don't need yep. to see it. We know you're dead. Nope. Yep. You know, um, this Jesus, this Yep, it, like that, when they pick like, single pages, look at that. Not just the detail, but the reality. Every single X Men. Yeah, he and, just, and it, it, the way Mysterio explains it too, he's like, "What you think you could take on this many villains, <laughs> dummy?" And I'm just like, "Yeah, you keep talking about that fishbowl head." Yeah, um, right. No, but like I said, it was just the, like again, this this series was really more of that lightning in a bottle. We, it really we'll never see something else like this again no. but it was phenomenal just, uh, just real quick minute. uh wolverine trying to commit suicide right train train decapitation oh my god yeah and he still couldn't make it work but the, <laughs> the Batman kid oh yeah dwight so, he's like yeah dwight's serious <laughs> Yeah, and then, but, but it's what we see. That's what I'm saying. You don't need to no. see you know, everything. You just see that, and I that is a credit to both Millar's script and to and to McNiven's artwork. Yeah, they say it, it, just enough. Yeah, with, with Ant Man there, I mean, it's just awesome that it's just one little panel, and you see like all these, you know, skulls, you know, meatless skulls, you know, just insane. And you just realize, yep, you got to pay that eighty cents. Oh yeah. You know, but it, you know, this was a fun reread to go back to. Also, on top of it, I just need to acknowledge this: Emma Frost and Doctor Doom. Like, what? That was so cool. Oh and no, that's no. where what like... was so cool was this Black Bolt. Oh, dude, yeah. They're just like I hear the the that that creature is a little sensitive to sound. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> and it just goes stop. Um, like I said, every issue. And in these are area. stories I'd like to know more about. Emma Frost and Doom. Like, yeah, I'd but they, love to find out the whole, like, how honestly, that happened. Honestly, if, if I will say this, Jeremy, if you really do want to read more, the Bendis, the Bendis, Andrea Sorrentino Secret Wars miniseries does continue some of the stories. Does it? So okay, it's I'll definitely, 
yeah, check that out because that's how they continued the story, but that's how they also brought him into the into the Marvel, the mainstream Marvel world. Now this book was so good that by the end of it, I was just like fiending you know, to read something else. You know, also Leo, I completely forgot. There's um, I just remembered that there's also a series called Old Man Hawkeye, yep. which is a which is a prequel that I completely forgot about. Oh, yeah, that's supposed to, I guess explain you know how some of how hawkeye became what he was um yeah i'll I'll have to read that i'll let you guys know how that is actually i might look that up because it might go into more of his daughter and stuff yeah maybe but um yeah this is yeah the red skull was so dope I was just like, yeah, of course he's the president. And it's funny because the trophy room reminded me a little bit of Maestro. Actually, I don't know if it was Maestro. Rick Jones in that storyline had a trophy room like that. uh, Future Imperfect. Yeah, the Future Imperfect. Rick Jones had a trophy room that was full of Marvel artifacts like that. Was it Rick Jones or was it the Future Hulk? Uh, No, it was Rick Jones. But then, of course, when he killed Rick, then that became his trophy room. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I also have to say, Red Skull wearing Steve Rogers' costume, I was like, wow, this is... Talk fun. about, yeah, that's some deep shit right there. Especially, especially, that, like, just that one scene where the sword colliding with the shield, and he's like, oh, come on, you know, it's just, again, like, look at that. A lot of heads coming off in this story. Uh-huh. Yeah, the, yes, a lot of heads were rolling in this one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We'll, we'll oh, and then it. he puts on the Iron Man suit. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Well, he killed the president. What, what would you expect? Does um, that mean he's now the president? Or I, does that only I, work I, in Kingpin's area? I don't even know anymore. But, um, no, it was just, in the end, what happened to his family was just so tragic. Oh, dude, that was fucking brutal too yeah Yeah. and then he kind of knew it was coming but like that was the best you just it's just a full page and all you know is that and then shortly the blood dripping from and and it's and it's funny because when this originally because that was the last issue i was like oh my god why are you gonna end on that note and then they released the giant sized um issue and i was like okay thank god because you can't end it on that note no I, I have to say Hulk eating Wolverine, then Wolverine regenerating right. his tummy. Oh my god. He like what I just enjoy is like this like the ending just became basically a horror movie. And it was just so good. Like like right right up there. Um like that image to me is just fan fucking tastic. You know, but that's just me. I'm no, I loved all this. No, it was listen fucking blows his face. And I'm not even like a huge Wolverine like story reading fan because like in the 90s he became so it was like Ghost Rider, Wolverine, and the Punisher were all these like everybody read them and I'm sitting there reading Fantastic Four still. Hey, listen, don't 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 uh, don't turn down Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four was legit. You know, at some point we got to cover some of that John Byrne Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know that shit was legit. Um, yeah, Leo, that's uh, so good. Oh my god! And, and, and now it's like a lone wolf and cub story at the end. He's just like walking no, that, away with little baby Hulk. And then, like I said, it's crazy because there because Millar's run of Fantastic Four actually tied into this. So a lot of his storylines Millar did where nineteen like we read 1985. His Fantastic Four run would tie into 1985 as well. So, you know, definitely really some interesting things there. Um, 
but yeah, I, I, I'm sure I would have loved to, to what uh, Rich would have thought of this. I'm sure he enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, this is hands down one of the best and also one of the best selling Wolverine uh, titles I think it was ever written. So, and as you guys can now see, rightfully so. Yeah, that, that was definitely good. Are we getting to scoring? Oh, hell yeah. I was just thinking. I heard somebody's alarm go off. Is uh, it ready by time, Drew? <laughs> oh, you got one for me. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of a good analogies. Uh, I, I, I'm very interested in reading more Malar stuff. Leo, I, I can give you. I will give you a list if you want of recommended Malar stuff. I can, yes, I'll, I, send I, it, I'll, I'll send that to you right after we're done. <laughs> the stuff that I have read of his is definitely very interesting. It, it, the only st thing that uh, with his stuff that was a little concerning to me that it's always already optioned for a television show as soon as it comes out, and it's he, like that's that's just how he does his stuff. He, his rules are very simple. Anything he creates. He co-owns with the artist. Mm -hmm. And before he even, the first issue's out, the, the film options are already signed. He just, oh, he yeah. knows. People are all going nuts over him. You know, but it, again, it's good marketing. Listen, Definitely you know, gets him sold. It's true. But, you know, I would love to cover, because he has some really good stuff. I would love to cover more of it. Um, I like Leo, his, uh, I will give you a list. I like the series he did with uh, Capullo there. Uh, I forget what it was called, but Reborn. it had to do with heaven. Yeah, I that own was it. really I, interesting. I have it all too. signed by Capullo. I haven't gotten it signed, but like uh, Capullo is one of my favorite uh, artists of the modern era. The guy is phenomenal. I, I Everything from what, what's Spawn the, what's and the on. Storyline. Uh, uh, Reborn. Reborn is basically you die and then you come back, um, and you're younger and better shape, but you're you're now fighting a war. Yeah. So it, it's basically and so like, don't your pets. Yeah. So basically, but you come back and you're basically a soldier now in the war of good and evil. Mm -hmm. So again, Leo, I'll give you the list. Okay. Okay. Fine. 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 Yeah. Fine. Um, fine. 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 Very. Do money. we have a book for next week already picked out? We do not. I have some ideas, but I, I definitely want to hear Velvet pitch because I think I, I was actually, you know what? Let's wrap up the show and we can discuss yeah. it. We're already running behind. So. Yeah. What do you want to do? I'm trying to think of a good analogy for this. Briefcase, Hulk, claws. No, it's a really good analogy for this. We could use it like a star. How many popped claws? Ooh, there we go. There you go. Perfect. Um, so what's to go first? I'll take it. Okay. I'm going to go 4.9999999. Oh, I can't say it perfect because, like, I haven't, I don't know if I could, because, like, the next book will come along and I'll be like, oh, that's so amazing. Nobody could do better than this. But, like, <laughs> God, was that so good. It was yeah. so good. Um, I will say for me, I definitely give it a, because I very rarely will give a five review. Um, I'm going to go 4.75 because I agree with Jeremy, like very few things are perfect, but this is pretty damn close as both, uh, a story, a collaboration and a really kind of multiple genre stories. There's cowboy action, sci-fi, superheroes, romance. It's there's literally something for everybody and it's told in such a way that i feel like you can't you have to finish reading yeah leo well uh i'm gonna go right right there with both of you it's uh i've given too many fives in the past because you know me i love everything but this was friggin phenomenal 
Uh, I'm going to give this uh, 4.999 right there with Jar Jar. Oh, my God. It was it was such a good read. I, I blew through it all in one night and just. Yeah, same here. Yeah. I, 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 I feel like I would it. love to watch Leo read because I feel like when you hit a moment, his face probably lights up. Like, <laughs> you know, I can see you sitting reading like, you know, I guess imagine if you don't care about it, like, I didn't care for that. While drinking a nice yeah. glass of Chardonnay. Yeah, exactly. Well, my, my wife, for that. my wife can tell you know if I don't care for the book because she'll be like, "Oh, you read that pretty fast," you know. Just uh... <laughs> why am I reading this? Shit? Why am I reading this? Uh, right. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll wrap things up. I want to thank everybody for watching this fine evening uh you know me google leo pond you'll find my stuff i run the dorkening podcast network uh we got a ton of shows on the network there's so many awesome people doing so many awesome things head on over to the dorkening.com which you can find out all about those shows and uh jar jar where do you like people interacting with you holy cow this week i'm gonna do something a little different I have a friend, Chris Mitchell. He runs a, a wonderful online comic service, and I'd like to, because he helps me out so much, I'd like to pass on some helpings to him. Go check him out, Box of Comics. Uh, you can find him on Instagram, Facebook, the website, Box of Comics, with an X at the end, dot com, uh, Box of Comics on Facebook, and Box of Comics with an X at the end on Instagram. Get all your new issues, old issues, blah, blah, blah issues. The guy's a great guy, easy to make a deal with. Check him out. And Comic right. Book Lovers. He's also an admin on Comic Book Lovers. Buy, sell, trade, and auction for Facebook. Ba, 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 nice. ba, ba, da, da. Drew. I mean, how can I follow that up? Uh, I'm Drew. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, if you really want to see anything else I do that's not talking nerd shit, I do a lot of stuff for uh, Screen Rant. I'm a writer there. I'm also their hiring manager for comics. Hold on. Isn't um, that nerd shit? Yes, indeed. But I do a lot of things here. I'm somewhere. I'm everywhere. And I'm really too tired. So just if, you got, if you're going to try to bring drama, somebody else. Drew's stuff on screen rant i can attest to read it it's very good it's usually stuff with the ultimate universe uh I, lately it hasn't been ultimate universe you went into some other stuff and but Spawn. i enjoy it yeah i enjoy it quite a bit because it's usually stuff i haven't read and it, it gives me an uh, uh kind of an eye into the different stuff different genres you're welcome that's the point but, well, thank you, everybody. Um, hide your kids, hide your hulks. Old man Logan. Um, I got two of them. I know. Thank you. Uh, and, uh, and we're all good. And everyone yeah. have a good rest of the night. And um, I don't know. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. We out. <laughs>